Welcome back to the Snape Conversation. We hope you loved part one. We're going to move to a fortnightly schedule, at least for a bit, due to some scheduling issues. I would rather you all know when to expect an episode than to have you hanging out for one that isn't coming, because I don't really think that's fair on you who so diligently listen every week. With that and our unscheduled break that we had at the end of last year in mind, we're not going to be taking a season break anytime soon. So thanks for listening and enjoy as Alice launches into some stuff about Count Olaf and the series of unfortunate events. You're listening to Potter Nonsense, a podcast with me and Ray. So um, I've now, disclaimer, I'm is not the Count Olaf zone. This is the, this, we're hitting the Count Olaf zone here. So I'm not the first person to have come to this conclusion. I did see something about this online and I've extrapolated. So general idea, if you know of series unfortunate events, I'm going based on the books because I've only seen about two or three episodes of TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, so general idea is um, these kids lose their parents, um, somehow end up with this really, really horrible relative of theirs who just spends all his time trying to make their lives miserable and steal their money. Mm-hmm. At the very end of the series, the last book, he, 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 spoiler alert, he dies, um, which is great because he deserves it. Um, what? You mean he dies? Yes, he dies. But here's the thing. You find out that he is a horrible person because he too is an orphan. And mm. um, so his parents died from poison darts. Jesus Christ, I don't remember any of that last book. <laughs> no, neither do I. This is why I had to read like four synopsis because I'd like given away my copies when I moved. Not this I know I have read this book, but what you are saying sounds like complete gibberish to me. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So his parents <laughs> died from poison darts and the same kind of darts were smuggled by Kit Sickich to the Baudelaire parents. And it is known that part of what they were doing with VFD was some kind of sinister plot. We don't know exactly what because everything was a bit hush-hush. So when Count, like younger Count Olaf found out that they were involved in a sinister plot, that these darts were the same poison that killed their parents, his parents, sorry, um, was smuggled to them, he made the assumption that it was the Baudelaire parents who killed his parents or were very much involved in their death. So he's essentially like blaming the parents. Mm-hmm. Now, I think... He wasn't the one who killed the parents. It's not clear in the book as to who exactly killed the Baudelaire parents. Mm-hmm. I reckon he didn't because if he had, he would have been like, there, done, revenge arc, done. Like, mm-hmm. I killed the people who killed my parents, the end. But I reckon someone else beat him to it or his plan went wrong because now he takes it out on the kids. Right. He's yeah. like, I couldn't kill your parents for killing my parents, so you're what's left of the family, so I'm going to be a shitty person and take it out on you. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they don't go, oh, like the way it's written, it's not like, oh, you feel so bad for Count Olaf because his parents died and, and it was all because of some plot and oh no, and it's all this, oh, you've got to pity him because he did a whole bunch of shitty things mm. to children mm-hmm. who also experienced what he did when he could have sat there and gone, I was an orphan too, also potentially under suspicious circumstances. Let me take you in. Let us be whatever. He was like, nah, 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 your parents killed my parents, or at least I think so, so I'm going to treat you like shit your entire lives until I die. Um, and I think that's the thing. It's like that thing of, you know, um, ex- explanations don't make excuses. Mm. And in, in, in a series of unfortunate events, they're straight up, like, no, he's a horrible person who dies. They save his life because they do feel a little bit sorry for him because they're, like, choking to death because mushrooms are growing in your esophagus is not a way to die, and so they cure him. Mm. But he also got harpooned in the stomach, so he's going to die anyway. Um, so they, they kind of take a little bit of pity on him, but he still dies. As someone who, My has, God. who read one series of unfortunate events book in my entire life, this was a roller coaster. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? That's that's more or less just one book. Yeah, there is yeah, so much yeah, more. I was like, I recognise that this is the tone of these books. I do not know any of the I, plot points here, but this is the tone I, that I've come to expect. Yeah, I have read those books, and like that was way more entertaining than half of them. <laughs> I mean, the reason that I didn't read any further was because I figured out about a third of the way into the book 
um, how that book was going to end and I was right and I was like, well, this is bullshit. I don't come here to know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, you sort of get to the fourth or fifth one in the series and suddenly it just goes complete opposite direction, hey? Mm-hmm. Like um, the first three are, the first three are very predictable. Yeah. Four teeters on the line and then five is just like, the fuck am I reading? Yeah, five was nuts with, with the with the um, the other the triplets. But yeah, I, the other triplets. It's kind of like Douglas Adams took a bunch of LSD and went, right, I'm going to write the rest of this series. I'm going to write a kid series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's literally like Douglas Adams took a bunch of drugs and went, kids' books, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty <laughs> much. And so it's yeah. the thing, um, like my mum, who does not recall doing this at yeah, all. Yeah, she had this conversation. Yeah, she, she was like, um, you're not allowed to read. Um, the series of unfortunate events because only bad things will happen and that's not those aren't good books. So my, I should my point out she not, never actually read the book. She just no, was like she just understood what the vague idea of it was and was like, no, that's not that's not for my daughter. She has no recollection of doing this. Um, <laughs> I remember talking about it. She's like, I never said that. She's like, just like, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. So when I did like under my own steam get the first book from the library, I was too old to be onboarded. I think. Yeah. Whereas you guys probably, um, I would have been about twelve. Oh no, around about. Like I had finished the last book when I was about seventeen. I reckon I started reading them. Possibly no, about 11, 12, I would have been about that time too. Okay, I, I know, that I, about, I know that I was about nine when the first book was released mm. but yeah um and maybe that's just a personal thing for me like because the first book was like on that juvenile level and I was like no I'm, I'm interested to Tamora Pierce right now um, yeah no that's fair Tamora Pierce is amazing mm. um but I think I pushed past it because I like the mystery I oh, wanted yeah. to know what VFD was about I wanted to know all this other stuff and I was like okay yeah sure I'm putting up with a really irritating kids book that explains really simple words to me mm. But also some of them are actually words I don't know. So this is okay. <laughs> some of them were. I was like, I don't know what austere means. And then I was like, oh, that's what it means. And now now, now it's stuff. just making me think of the Sookie Stackhouse books, which has like one of one of the like reoccurring bits is that she has a word of the day calendar. I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, I I got a bigger vocabulary. Like my vocabulary increased reading the series Unfortunate Events. Yeah, that's true. I did as well. Um, I turned into a very pretentious little kid. And then the movie's called Good Guys and it's got Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe in it and it's about one guy. Nice guys? Yeah, it's nice guys. Yeah, how he's got the the word of the day and he like practices it in the mirror. (laughs) Even though the guy's like an assassin. (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah, this is just, you know, um, the main character, Suki's Duckhouse, um, she didn't do well in school because she's got, she's telepathic and because she can't control that, she's got everyone in her brain all of the time and she couldn't, like, concentrate so she did badly in school. So she's, like, educating herself as an adult. And, like, one of her things is that she's got a word of the day calendar. So when she has a... Um, undead Viking with no memories living in her house, who is adorable with no memories, by the way. Um, and they're, they're going to go off and like fight a war against some witches. And he's like, Your word of the day is annihilate. <laughs> and he's so gleeful about it. And it's like, This is beautiful and I love it. That is great. That's lovely. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. But anyway, back yes. to our point. Yes. Um, yeah. So if, if, Lemony Snicket or Daniel, whatever his name is, who, who is actually Lemony Snicket. Mm. Hey, there's another mystery. Um, <laughs> um, can do it. Why can't J.K. Rowling? Yeah, yeah. Your pass. Because I think by the end of it, J.K. Rowling was writing for fan service and not actually for herself. That's fair. Or she was writing for herself and not for any kind of coherence. Well, there's that. I like to think. I like to give her, like, one teeny tiny little granule of, like, like hope that by the end of the series she was literally going right everybody loves Snape let's make him good well I think Um, what happened I know that she did actually lock herself in a hotel room for a while so that she could actually finish the book Mm. because I think she was distracted with like other things going on in life but quite frankly I like that's the kind of stuff I do when I can't focus because I'm not as as passionate about what I'm working on because at the moment I've been doing a challenge where every day I write uh half a page to a page mm-hmm. by hand because mm-hmm. I tend to creatively work that way 
Um, and it's getting to the point now where I, I can't, like I've skipped days and I haven't done that since like I, since I started in like August or September. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm getting to that point where I'm actually like uninspired. Um, yeah. I, I need to go back and edit, but I haven't typed any of this. So mm-hmm. I'm like, this is shit. Cause I know that if I get uninspired, I go back and edit, but if you don't have anything to edit, it can be really hard. Like if you're trying to write a brand yeah. book and you can't go back and edit in order to inspire yourself. Like, I I am currently yeah I'm trying to do the same thing I try to do at least 500 words a day but I'm finding that I'm stuck with my dragon thing my novel I don't know what to call it novel sounds so pretentious it's not a novel anyway um my thing that a dude who has never like written more than like six words together definitely calls himself a novelist out there and that you're allowed to call what you're doing a novel what's this Look, I have written two, two, two. Oh, okay. I have written, I have written two hundred k plus word fan fictions. Oh, so that does not make me some kind of writer. Okay, I should point I don't know out that I'm going to tell you something that a very, very wise lecturer told me in my um, undergrad because I did my undergrad in media and uh, creative arts and creative writing because I was like, I'm getting into publishing. This is totally what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, which is not how it worked out but anyway you are is it that there is if you write it doesn't matter if you're published it doesn't matter the quality of what you write it doesn't matter if it's fan fiction if you are writing and you love writing and you write because you have to write you are a writer yay validation (laughs) (laughs) okay no i love that because i have been told that before by an author who i admire very much uh thank you v.e schwab you are amazing i know you're not listening to this but you know i can only dream um but yeah so anyway back on topic the second topic third topic anyway i I, I want to establish something because i was in like i i'm pretty sure i have the correct timeline for this um, someone was like really adamant and did it, pulled up, read the books on me for this. Which oh, I think, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what is the timeline of Snake coming to Dumbledore and being like, um, I'm, I, I want to be, I, I want to save the Potters because it doesn't make sense for that to be after the Potters are dead, which is what this stupid person was asserting. No, it was when he realizes <laughs> that Voldemort has decided that the people in the prophecy are the potters. Yes. That are is the potters, part. yes. So he, and he, he doesn't want to save the potters, yeah. he wants to save Lily. This is another point I'm going yeah. to make. About yes, she- this is another point. Yeah. This is another point. This is another point that I have a I have a note for. <laughs> we'll come back to my we'll come back to my story in a minute. I can't even remember where I was going with it. Snape st- ah, where's my notes? Snape. Okay, let me think about this for a second. Snape did not want to save the Potters. Snape wanted to save Lily. Yes. And he had the chance to honour Lily's memory every single day and he disregarded it. Mm. But he never, ever, ever wanted to save the Potters. He wanted to just save Lily. Yes. And and just just a side note, I, I, I can understand loving someone who doesn't love you back. But if you actually love somebody, you would love who they love too. You would be like, this is important to you, thus it is important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, 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 he is just a creepy, infatuated weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, okay, so the unrequited love, yes, it hits home. We've all been there. We've all had a crush that we've gone, oh, my God, I love him so much or them so much, she so much, they so much, whatever your preference is, don't care. You've Everybody has had that, oh, my God, they're so amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know what it feels like to care for someone who isn't giving you the time of day, but you tend to, you, you don't tend to turn that love, and I say you don't tend to because I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who do, uh, you don't tend to turn that love into something crazy. Yeah, most people, when rejected by their part by their the person that they wanted to be their partner, most of them do not turn around and say, "I'm going to genocide everyone like you." Mm. Yeah, that is a very very genocide them anyway. Yeah, yeah, but like people seem to use this as like, well, he he. She rejected him and then he became a Death Eater. No, that, he, was already no on track. he was already there. So this is my, he was so already one there. of my pet peeve things that comes up very frequently, and this is the discussion that someone was trying to fuck up the timeline 
for me. I was like, I read the books every year. It's like, well, clearly you're reading them wrong. Um, Because <laughs> I do. Yeah. And I still got that right. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. the assertion that Voldemort accidentally made an unbreakable vow oh, this to, thing, yeah. to Snape, Snape in, by saying that he was not going to kill Lily um, is not accurate for many reasons. One, there was no actual ritual magic. Yes. There's, you need to actually do some shit. You can't just passingly say, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to do that. Otherwise people will be dropping dead all over the place. Mm-hmm. Two, mm-hmm. he never made that promise. And that's why Snape went to Dumbledore. <laughs> like he never said, I'm not going to kill Lily. In fact, he said, yeah, if she basically if she doesn't get in the way, whatever. Like he, the like, fact that he, he said he said she's not my target. My target is the child. Mm. That was all. He didn't say I'm not going to kill her. Yes. He was just like, no, I, I really just want the boy. If she lives or dies, doesn't bother me. Mm. But yeah, but yeah. yeah, he could not. He did not give a firm enough. I will not kill your girlfriend who hates you. Um, not even girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. childhood friend who <laughs> wishes your girlfriend who hates you. Yeah. Yeah, for experience, I went with girlfriend who hates you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, that that would be – I feel like that would be the Voldemort. I'm not going to kill your little girlfriend sort of thing. That's not what he said. To be it, honest, if they got together, she'd still be girlfriend who hates you. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So, yeah, there was none of that. So there's no circumstances under which Voldemort broke an unbreakable vow and that's why Harry didn't die because that also takes agency away from Lily, which – so many things do and give her this one fucking thing you bastards yeah. why do snake fans hate lily potter so much <laughs> no because <laughs> lily potter said no mm. yes that's what i was gonna say snake fans are just a bunch of fuck boys who are like oh i can remember yes. that i loved someone who rejected me and then ended up with, with that no no they're those trademark nice guys oh you know what i mean oh my god yes like the douchebag I mean, yes. I, I, I am in a Facebook group called Snapers and Intel. So, <laughs> yeah. More yes. Um, but it's true. I mean, he calls his best friend in the entire world a racial slur and then acts wounded that she no longer speaks to him. Yeah. 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 And that was not the first time that he had behaved like this. He had behaved like this about something else. I want to know what was so great about the friendship that she had with Snape that she ignored all of the bullshit up until this point. She is a saint. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like she felt I feel like she felt sorry for him. Yeah. I feel like she felt sorry for she, him. He was a memory of home. Mm. Um, yes. There were those things that he had going for him, and so she was like, "Okay, I'm going to just whistle past the fact that he's using horrific racial slurs against people who are like me." She she probably also was just like, "It might just be the peepees around," because there's a few times where she says to him. Mm. The people you're around are concerning me. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think she thought yeah. you just get him to see that the, the other friends he has mm-hmm. aren't good for him, that he would be like, oh, oh, shit, okay, I see what's going on, Let I understand, and would, like, change sides. I think she's still, because, again, memory of home and whatever, mm-hmm. I think she still believed that he was innocent and just didn't realise what he was doing until he turned around and did it to her and she went, no, he's too far gone now. If he's going to even do it to me, Mm. like he's not unaware and not brainwashed. He's aware of what he's doing and he's too far gone and I can't save him now. Yeah. And I I think it's possible that he was all that she had because women aren't friends in these books. Mm. (laughs) That's very true. Well, it's true. I just... Also, it just, did anyone else notice that in their childhood he tries to drive a wedge between her and Petunia? I mean, he tries to yeah. murder Petunia, so that's a whole other thing. Yeah, he bad. just straight up tries to kill her. Yeah, yeah. but and, like, and he, 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 he tries to drive a wedge, that doesn't really mm-hmm. work, let's just kill her. And, yeah, this is the thing. Like, people will argue that that was a case of accidental childhood magic, and that would make sense if it wasn't for the fact that the two years prior to that – Lily and Snape had been using magic intentionally. Yeah. They had been working yeah, together and that's to the figure thing. out their magic. Mm-hmm. Snape 100% was in control of himself when he did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because unlike Lily, Snape was brought up in the magical world. Yes. Mm. Snape knows what magic is, and we see that kids in the magical world know what magic is based on the fact that Ron has that fantastic story where Fred and George, when they were kids, turned his teddy bear into a spider. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Kids know how and to use magic to get up around magic. At the World Cup, steals his dad's wand and enlarges a slug to the size of, like, a, a purse. Mm. See, so you cannot pass it. that off as... You cannot pass that off as accidental childhood not, magic. That's not what it is. Not. Yeah, at the like at the very least, like even though even if he didn't know exactly what would happen, he was like, "I want to potential. I I want to cause a level of harm to this other child that may kill her." Mm. Yeah, I mean, and then there's also while he was still in school, he creates a spell, a curse, a hex, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that is f- specifically for his enemies. Mm-hmm. Se- the Sempra. He's got two we, that we know of. Levicorpus. Like, Levicorpus. Yeah, he invented Levicorpus. But the one, the one that is actually in the Half Blood Prince's book, both. the Sempra one, the one that Harry uses on the, uh, the book. Yeah. Draco. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, that one specifically Sempra. says next to it for enemies. Yes. Yes. And Sempra is honestly the worst spell in the entire series. Yes. Yeah, it is. It 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 slashes people to the point that they bleed to death. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Cruciatus Curse. I don't know if you can die from it, um, but like it requires, like if you are going to kill someone with it, you need to maintain the spell. Mm. Like if it is possible also, to kill someone that way, you have to keep it up the entire time. You can't yeah. let the. You can't just do it and like let it go. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, like not a lot of attention is paid to what's the one, what's the mind control one? Why can't I think the word? Oh gold? my god! Uh, don't. Uh, <laughs> Im- uh, Imperio. Yeah, Imperio. Imperio. Yeah. Is terrifying, but again, requires constant, con- uh, like you know, it requires concentration. It requires concentration. It requires you to check in. It requires you to maintain it. Yeah, you need to maintain it. Um, Avada yeah. Kedavra, while it is a murder curse, it kills you right away. It's instant. Yeah, it's instantaneous. It's instantaneous. Yeah. Sectum Sempra is also instantaneous, highly dangerous, but also body parts so, that are cut know, off can't be regrown. You, you don't die instantly. You bleed out slowly. No, you bleed to death. Yeah. So George Weasley's. Yeah. yeah. But George Weasley's. Yeah. You can do it in a flash and. There's, you need specific spells in order Help. to fix it as well. We learn that as well. Yeah, it's not. You don't require maintenance and a lot of like strong will in order for mm. it to happen. It can be a like spur of the moment anger thing mm. that could literally yeah. cause someone to die, lose organs, like bleed out, horrendous death. It is the worst spell in the entire series. I, I mean, obviously, and it was created by Snape to hurt people. Yeah, and it also like from what I understand. New spells need to be registered. Mm. He knew this was dangerous, did not register it. Yeah. No, he didn't register at all. But it's – it's it, you could do this under your breath. Mm. You could do this walking down a street. Yeah. It is the equivalent of those people that walk around with knives just stabbing people and then walking away. Yeah. On like a crowded street. Oh, dude, I just was, – I was on the train once and I was sorry, I did beat the crap out of another guy and then just calmly walk out and this guy's on something. Yeah, exactly. It's that it, it is that, it is that kind of person. It is that kind of dangerous. Yeah. Um, but it's also, like you said, it needs specific spell to like close the wounds mm-hmm. and any body parts like George Weasley's ear, uh, they can't be regrown. They can't be reattached. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, yeah. It's a mutilation curse. Mm. It is a mutilation curse. That's a really, really good word for it. It's a mutilation curse that was designed by a teenager. Yeah. Um, that's the more horrific part there because that is definitely in, like, you know, the real world psychopathology of psychopaths and sociopaths. No, that is a precursor for your conduct disorders and your, you know, your conduct behavioral disorders and your, your actual, like, psychopath mm. yeah 100% um, torturing animals hurting people hurting things like I mean uh, if we really want to get horribly horribly morbid about this he would have had to have tested septum semper to know it worked yeah mm-hmm. yeah what did he test it on yeah did anyone notice he never had a pet no he never had a pet 
He probably got a pet and killed it. Mm. He did shoot flies off, his, off the ceiling. Yeah, I feel like the neighbor's cats disappeared when he made up when he invented Section Zebra. Oh yeah, I understand. He he shows because um, also violence towards cats is an indication of severe misogyny. Cool story. Oh really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you meet a guy who aggressively hates cats and wants to tell you about it, um, don't go near that guy because that guy hates women and wants to be violent towards them. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I can't think of anything yeah. About that. But anyway. Yeah. That's good, actually. That's, that's, a, that's very thing. good. That's probably a very good thing. Mm. Like, um, as, as Australians, we will encounter people who I don't like cats because people let them go out and they attack the wildlife and that's not okay. Mm. And that's, you know, that's a fair reason to not like cats. Um, the people who go, I go hunting those cats, that's when you get a problem. Yeah. Yeah. We all know a guy like that. I right? don't know a guy like that, but... Um, I know just people oh, no, I... in general who are like, they shouldn't be let around. Like I had someone tell to me, because I used to work for, volunteer, for an environmental organisation as a volunteer and they were like what are they doing about the cats out in the wild like why are you worrying about like the great australian bite and why are you worrying about all this other like deforestation stuff what are you doing about the wild cats and i was just like i don't know but i can ask mm. for you and like yeah, i was just oh you really don't like cats do you yeah um but yeah i i don't know i don't know if ray's met anyone i know that there's um the general abuse towards cane toads that comes about in um, Queensland. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so oh, that like uh... cane toad cane toad hunting is more of a sport up in Queensland, which is disgusting. But it's I wouldn't say it's like as high on the list of cat torturers and cat haters. It's definitely not something that's like. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just something that's ingrained in a lot of the the, the people. I say people because it's girls as well. I, I went to school with a bunch of girls who love to go out cane toad hunting. Like it's been so ingrained in us in Queensland that to kill the cane toads is to help our environment because there are so many of them that it's kind of like. Here. Oh, that's like the yeah. camels. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, Australia has um, like a lot of camels. <laughs> yeah, we have camels in the um, desert. And you're going to have to hold up. Let's backtrack. She just fucking said camels. Yeah, do you not know about the camels? Oh, thousands of what camels. Thousands of camels were killed because camels drink too much water, and we're in a drought. Um, we export camels to to Arabia, <laughs> to the Middle East. Like this is this is a fact. Like Australia has so, a lot of camels. So when so when um, a lot of people came from like the traders came from Afghanistan, they brought camels, and some of them got loose. So now we have a camel problem in Australia. Um, so we it's gotten to the point we export them back but it's gotten to the point we can't export them back fast enough that we are killing thousands of them because like a thousand camels drink enough water for whatever reason i can't remember what the exact calculations were but they were like oh yeah we're in a drought and camels drink water so let's kill camels what the yep. fuck is happening south of my border yep. <laughs> and i'm like i know this is a very vegan stance to happen i'm like do you know how much water one kilogram of beef uses like, just eat less beef and leave the damn camels alone. Eat the camels. I, uh, I'm still stuck on camels. Still you did not know the camel problem. I did not know about the camel yeah. problem. I knew about the kangaroo like problem. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We don't, we don't blame either. There is, a, there, is a, there is a legit camel problem. Look, there is. I would not have a clue about what's going on in Western Australia at all because they're so far away. Um, Western Australia, all I know with weird stuff is that people are claiming to see uh, thylacines around, so that's cool. Oh, yes, I've heard of that, yes. So, like, um, Tasmanian tigers, which, um, it's going true. by the name, uh, were, were from, from Tasmania. Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> which also, just saying, Tasmanian tigers are machining. I like thylacine better. Yeah, especially since they're not felines at all yes um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um basically, just strike, basically yeah, at this strike. point they're like bigfoot yeah yeah <laughs> they are they pretty much because people like i said no I, I saw them i definitely saw them it wasn't a dingo i definitely saw it, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a dingo 
Oh my god, there's literally a thylacine awareness group of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. 65 sightings of the thyl- thylacine in Western Australia. Yeah. 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 Right, so they're not the Tassie tiger anymore. <laughs> no, apparently not. Someone must have got them onto the mainland. I think there's some evidence that they were at some point on the mainland. It's just that by the time someone white people showed up, they were already extinct over there. Oh, okay. So. I thought someone had a menagerie and it got out. No. Um, my goodness. Yeah. Things that I don't know about my own goddamn country. <laughs> Camels and thiocene. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Um, um, so where did we get up to? Well, I, was, in- I think... Um, we're talking about hurting cats, people who hurt cats. Yeah, um, let's go people. with um, the school thing. Like, I personally, from the evidence that we are given, I do not think that Snape was bullied. I think that, like... I think Snape was the bully. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as James Potter being a bully, and I know that I like James better than Alice does, but... No, I, d- I don't like James. Yeah. Um, I, we get I, two different individuals who James um, has quote-unquote bullied. Um, Snape and an unnamed boy whose head he inflated. Um, We don't know if that kid was also a future Death Eater. Yes, that's fair. Uh, My issue issue with the bullying is um, when Harry brings up that he saw the memory and he says, Jay, like my dad did it just because Sirius said he was bored mm-hmm. and none of them deny that mm. makes me think okay yeah maybe Shape Snake was a shitty person not denying it not mm. denying that he was probably a horrible bully too but this was unprovoked like Snape didn't actually go and do something mm. and then James was like oi 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 no 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 and then did it it was like I'm bored and there's that horrible person mm. over there. Let's do something nasty and that's why I don't like James. Yeah. Although I do wonder how we actually get, get to see that part of the conversation because Snake would not have been in earshot. I, yeah, exactly. I also want to bring up a cognitive bias, the memory bias. Yes. Mm. So we know that memories are taken via magic, mm-hmm. but does that magic still account for memory bias or is it an exact recount? Yeah. Um, this is the conversation that I have had in depth with a friend of mine. I think because this conversation. I don't know if we've I had think, it on the I, pod, but... You, you've touched on it, I think, yeah. on the podcast. Some. Maybe it was you. No, 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 I'm sure it was Sarah. Um, it, we, yeah, we've definitely talked about it, but Sarah is a psychology friend of mm-hmm. mine. Um, and memory bias is... Okay, so for those of you don't, that don't know, memory bias is a cognitive bias that either enhances or pairs the recall of memory. Uh, and it's highly, highly uh, biased in the fact of you remember things how you want to remember things. It alters basically the content of a memory. Yeah, so you you actually unintentionally alter the memory. But you do uh, and don't focus on or how you do and don't perceive the way someone said something and it does alter it to the point where what you thought they meant versus what they actually said becomes what you thought they meant becomes what they said, even though that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Every time you remember something, you're remembering the memory, like you're remembering the last time you remembered it, you're mm -hmm. not remembering the event itself. Yes. Yes. So if, if you something happens to you straight away, and there has been plenty of research done on particularly things like someone is mugged in front of a group of unwitting bystanders, each account of that mugging will usually be ever so slightly different, mm-hmm. and which is why in an interview of a group situation, a police officer will ask the same questions. And if they get word-for-word word verbatim answers, then it's a lie. they know that they're lying. Mm-hmm. But if they get like a, oh, yeah, the guy in the red did this. Oh, the guy in the red actually said this but did this. The guy in the blue, there wasn't a guy well, in the blue. Well, oh, wait, hold on. where you notice all of the people say the yeah. same weird thing. So, like, yes. for example, they talk about, like, um, they say there's a shooting and they all happen to say pop, pop, pop. Mm. You go, oh, yes. there's something going on here. There's something they're hiding. They've agreed to this. As opposed to, because you have different people perceiving it differently. People who've been around guns will be able to say, oh, it sounded like this. People who've not will be like, it sounded like fireworks. Or people like whatever, like, yes. it was really loud. And, if, and you, you all have different experiences of it based on what you've previously experienced 
um, and thus your your description and your recollection recollection of what you saw would be different. But if it's word for word, yeah. it's a lie. Which is funny because yeah. you, in TV, that's an indication. Like if people are giving slightly different stories, that's an indication that someone is lying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like in like Law and Order and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that makes me wonder, and it brings up a very good point. What you said, Fee, mm-hmm. where. We see a whole section of that memory that Snape couldn't possibly have seen unless mm-hmm. he heard it, mm-hmm. um, which therefore kind of brings me to my point of are we really seeing James the way he was or the way that someone wants to remember mm-hmm. him? And I think that but, like, we can I, account And I agree for... with that except for the point that no one denied it when Harry brought it up. Mm. Harry straight up replied, they didn't, but he said, like, he literally did that because you serious said you were bored and their excuse was we were 15 not they were, there was yeah. no i don't remember that exactly. no i'm pretty sure snake did something else first are you sure about that it was yeah we, we were 15 year yeah. old idiots so that's my but, only reasoning as to why i think that memory is fairly accurate because when confronting two other people who were in that memory they were like yeah more or less mm. But, but also, just time, to counter that, just it, to play a really little bit of devil's advocate, there's not there's not a denial. And my first thought is kind of, well, 30-year-old Sirius is probably like, yeah, okay, we were fucking idiots. But it's also, all right, they might have been bored at that time. But what – just going by what I know from my little brothers and remembering the 15-year-old boys that I hung out with, it's kind of like a – they G each other up and go, oh, do you remember when Snivellus did this shit thing the other day, like last week, last month, last year? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Where is he? I'm bored. Let's go do this. Yeah, okay. It's, it's kind of a retaliation to a retaliation mm. that just keeps snowballing. and Yeah, it's a rivalry, and, not a one-sided thing. So, yeah. and like yeah. in that scene, um, we maybe get Snape testing out like second Semper a little bit because he slashes Snape's uh, he slashes James's face open. Mm. So I reckon he hadn't quite like he hadn't perfected yeah. it yet, but like he was he was experimenting with it. Mm-hmm. So like so yeah. I mean, fifteen year old boys, fifteen year old boys are generally speaking shit. Yeah, agreed. The fifteen year old boys that I hung out with, it was goddamn lucky that I never got expelled from school because I used to hide so much contraband in my lockers. <laughs> Like, because I was the good girl. I was, like, a good student and I was a musician and I was quiet and I kept my head down and I didn't I, – I was well-liked by my teachers and so they just used to hide contraband in my lockers. And if any of those teachers had opened my locker, I would have been booted. Although saying that, I probably would have convinced them that I have no idea what that stuff is. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, but 15-year-old boys are shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, like, I feel really weird because y'all, y'all went, did you go to a school with – no, we went to school in completely different states. No, 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 no. What I mean is, um, um, did you go to, to a school that was, was co-ed or? Yes. Co-ed. Yeah, see, I went to girls' yeah. school, so I'm sitting here like, I don't even remember what 15-year-old boys were like. <laughs> oh, no, I, I went to a co-ed school. I know what 15-year-old girls are like. <laughs> yeah, I went to a, okay, so I grew up on the Gold Coast, um, Australia's. Uh, Australia's version of uh, Las Vegas yeah. mixed with. It's, it's, um, a, it's a party. The, the, OC. the IQ, the um, average IQ actually raises when schoolies rolls in. Yeah, it's true. It's that really, really, really true. Horrible. But you're probably not wrong. <laughs> that, that's a common thing that said. <laughs> yeah, it is a thing that's said. So I went to I went to a really nice, prestigious private school on the Gold Coast, uh, and the girls that I put up with were all stuck up and rich, and the boys that I put up with were all stuck up, rich, and meatheads. So, which kids that types that are like, oh, I've got all this money, so I'm just gonna beat up. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like it wasn't like little things that our guys were getting like into. It was like you know expensive hard drugs in grade twelve because they could afford it. Yeah, so you went to school with a bunch of Draco Malfoys. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I like. I'm not even kidding about that. And because our school used to play like the all boys school TSS. Um, like that's just a whole level of like you watch things like 
okay, so different country altogether, but you watch things like Gossip Girl and you watch things like The Rich Kids of the OC and things like that. And you think, oh, these people don't exist. No, they do. It's exaggerated. It's, it's exaggerated. It's dramatized on TV. But like, yeah, for, like I, I knew kids that used to dress in like $300 polo t-shirts just to go down to the fucking beachfront. You were kidding that like, in his bedroom. Yeah, I was also really scared to like jump off and like land onto the bed. Yeah, but we were very drunk. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I had a very funny upbringing because I, my family did not have a lot of money and I lived in a very socioeconomic place, but I got a scholarship to the school. Um, and uh, so I was very much a fish out of water yeah. a lot. Um, but yeah, 15 year old boys, shit, no matter where you are, they're absolute Also, I just, it just occurred to me that because most of the audience in this podcast from the US, we should probably explain what schoolies are. Oh, yeah, schoolies. Okay, so <laughs> schoolies are basically like your spring breakers, but it happens at the end of school, not during spring break. Yeah, yeah, it's like at the end of high school, really. Yeah, like you school, graduate yeah. from high school and then you go to schoolies and it's a, depending where you are, like the big one is the Gold Coast, like the mm. real, real big one. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. Uh, in SA, the big one is Victor Harbour. It's not nearly as big as no. the Gold Coast. It's also like colder in Victor Harbour than it is in, say, Adelaide. Mm. Um, so my friend who went to school is when she was 17, so she was under drinking age, so everyone else was buying her drinks because um, she'd skipped a year. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she uh, had a couple of drinks, decided to jump in the sea, at night, got hypothermia and went to hospital. Oh my god! <laughs> she managed to keep it from her parents. That How? Yeah. Um, we announced that this had been a thing that had occurred, uh, like during the speeches of her twenty-first birthday. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> and that was when her parents found out. <laughs> oh, it's, wow. it's essentially just a really, really big party that lasts like a week yes um i think that victor harbour is just a weekend but the gold coast one is a full week yeah yeah a full yeah week. Oh, actually we get two oh, weeks because Jesus. the new south wales kids oh yeah, uh, yeah it's a week for the queenslanders it's a week for the queenslanders and then a week later they the our two governments literally had to get together and say right queensland's going to graduate this week and New South Wales graduates the week after because there were a couple of years there where they graduated all in the same week and the Gold Coast was a nightmare. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Like, mm. it's it's not just, like, one big party. Like, yeah, it's it stuff gets damaged. Yeah. People are in hospital. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think, it's drunk teenagers. It's music. It's, like, uh, big like it's people stuff dying. like that. People have died. Mm. There are Bible thumpers. Well, were two, two giving out red um, frog lollies because those will make your alcohol taste bad. Um, I don't know if any, either both of you were aware of that being the reason that they give out the red frogs, but that's no, I why. Didn't, I didn't know that. It, I never went because uh, I was a nerd and I just stay at home and read. But um, I am um, no, no, no. Uh, the red frogs is also a church organization. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's why I, I, did, I did start that with Bible thumpers. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, right. Um, yeah, no, uh, schoolies, I think the, re- the the year that they decided, shit, okay, New South Wales cannot graduate at the same time as Queensland, um, was the year that there was, like, an exponential amount of deaths. So, like, I'm talking, like, it was close to 10 kids died because there were so many people on the Gold Coast and they were just all fucking stupid. Yeah, what I will say is that I don't think anyone's died at Victor Harbour. No, I don't think yeah, there have no. been some really um, close calls. I like think. my friend with her hypothermia. Yeah, and I know um, certainly at a few concerts around about that time, there have been some very close calls because mm. um, I, I do know one of, one of the girls I went to school with saved a life. Oh, okay. At a concert around about the same time. I didn't go to a schoolies event. I Instead, my family actually went on holiday and let my friends take over the house. That's fair. Yeah. I went back home. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's good call. That but, yeah, so, so we, um, yeah, we, we got to have the house to ourselves. <laughs> my parents got home. And my friend Stephen was asleep on the trampoline getting sunburned. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, I had a good because I, like, also, I didn't know you then. <laughs> but also, 
I'm not surprised. <laughs> like, and we didn't really have all that much to drink because, like, no. um, I was the only one who was 18 oh, at, that, at, at that point. Um, one of our friends, like, only one of our friends, oh, no, two. Casey is really regretful that she did not come to my schoolies event because another one of our friends who was like, no, I really want to go to schoolies convinced her to go with her. And she's like, I hated it because she didn't drink at that point either. She didn't start drinking. Actually, the first time she got drunk was my 21st. And she threw her phone at the bricks in the backyard while gesticulating wildly during a speech. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, to this day, like, we are 27 now. To this day, my dad, whenever he sees her, will be, like, like, just make some comment about, you know, been out to any parties lately sort of thing. (laughs) Well, I just, just talking about wild, uh, the wildest I ever got was I had too much tequila once and someone had to take my phone away because I was going to angry call somebody else, even though I was in the wrong in this argument. I was just (laughs) upset that they were upset at somebody else. Okay. Partly because of what I did wrong, um, and they had to take the phone away from me because they're like, "You're just going to make this whole situation worse." Yeah. Like, just, just stop. Um, I did, I did once yell at my sister's housemate, "Shut the fuck up!" Because I was not feeling very well, and he decided he would play guitar next to me. Like, I vomited a few times at this point. Oh no. Um, I literally was supposed to be spending the night at her place. I rang up mum, was just like, "Please take me home." Um. And he was playing guitar, and I was just like, I'm feeling so shit right now. And he was still playing. Can you please just shut the fuck up? And at that point, I don't think any of them had heard me swear. Like, I don't think my sister had even heard me swear. And they were all just like, I think she's not feeling well. <laughs> um, oh, also, someone kicked me in the foot and tore off my toenail once. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, but that that's about as wild as it ever got. Mm. Yeah. I'm very not. Um, I was going to say something and I can't remember what. Fucking hell. This happens at least once an episode. <laughs> okay. So shall, we, anyway. shall we go to the, um, the concept that Snape died to save the Wizarding World or to save Harry or for the love of Lily? Um, I just want to say one thing regarding that. The, my opening, my opening gambit for this, for this whole idea which is, you know, an idea that J.K. Rowling seems to hold. Um, Severus Snape did not die for anything. Severus Snape died by mistake in a shack. Yeah, he fully yeah. expected to make it through. Yeah, yeah. You, if, you, if you are dying for something, it requires intention. It requires you to make a sacrifice. Yeah. It's not... Um, you have to willingly be like, I'm not going to make it out of this and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's not realising at the last minute that your boss is about to kill you um, and then getting mauled to death by a snake like <laughs> with no intention in the matter. Because he didn't even understand why, I don't think. I think mm. at the very last second he was like, oh, hang on a minute. I killed Dumbledore, so he's going to kill me So the wall. Oh, shit. Yeah. Snape died without Voldemort finding out that Snape was not loyal to him. He found that out afterwards. That means that he did not, like, there was no cause for which Snape died. Yeah. Like, well, no actual cause. Like, he thought, hey, this is how wand law works. Mm. If I kill him because he killed the other guy, then my wand will work. It was just a means to an end. Yes. So he, he didn't kill him because he thought he was dis- disloyal. Mm. He killed him because he was like, you're my servant. I really don't care about my servants. I'm just going to kill you because I need this wand to work for me. Yes. So, like, Voldemort doesn't care about Snape, and Snape only cared about Snape. Mm. And the idea of Lily. Not Lily as an no. actual entity. The he cared about the idea of her because... The idea of her didn't leave him when he was awful. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's like people who get obsessed over one person. This is the whole stalker theory. Like you get obsessed with the idea of something until that is the only thing that you can focus on. It honestly would have been really interesting to see what would have happened if Snape had ended up with Lily or Lily ended up with Snape, whichever one you want to look at, because I feel like he would have just ended up being frustrated with how headstrong she was and how terribly he couldn't change her. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, like, I just I just feel like he would have just, like, tried. I feel like if they had gotten together, he would have ended up hating and wanting to kill her anyway yeah. because he was everything she hated. She was everything he hated. It anyway. depends on what kind of, like, person she is because we don't get an awful lot about Lily, but it could actually be a situation where if she thought she was saving him or convincing him that that being a Death Eater was not the path he wanted to be on, mm. it could be a situation where he needed her to feel validated because he had this, she was that one person who thought that he was valuable when he was a little kid and being abused was not valued by anyone. Um, and so then he would feel like he needs her to validate him as a valuable person and she would feel like she could save him because she's like, he's just misguided. If he could just see that whatever. So that might have been a relationship like that until it got to a point where she realised, I can't change him. He, he does this because he does this. And he does this because he wants to. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah he does yeah, this because he wants to yeah. do this. It isn't about he does it and he's not aware he's doing it. He's completely aware he's doing it. And then the moment she was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not being respected as a person. Mm. Like, I'm asking you not to do this to people like me. Like, what's the difference between them and me? And then the moment she decided I can't do this and started to take steps to stay, to, to move away, it would have gotten worse. Mm. Yeah. The, the, if you are in a relationship and someone hates what you are, that relationship is going to end with murder. Like, mm. that's, that's there's no, like, men who hate women murder their wives. Like, they still get married because, you know, women are objects. Society dictates they have yeah. to. Yeah, and, like, you know, they want to they want to possess this thing. Yeah, they want to own a woman. They don't yes. want her to have any kind of um, thoughts or feelings or anything like that. So eventually it results in a murder. Oh, um, Snape is a vulnerable narcissist. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I was waiting for it to come to this conclusion. Snape ticks most of the boxes for narcissism. He's not the charismatic, attractive narcissist. He is the incel narcissist. He is, 100%. He thinks he is owed everything. Because he was treated badly. Hmm. Yeah, long before there was the whole incel rhetoric, I got a lot of heat on Tumblr um, about the fact that if Snape was a teenager at a time where he where the internet was available to him, he would be the guy in the fedora saying what a nice guy he is mm-hmm. and um, why, why, do women, why do women only date jerks? And everyone got very upset with me. I was right. <laughs> no, very true. It's, it's very true. true. It is so unbelievably true. It 100% is. Yes, mm. I agree. The only reason he loved her and the idea of her is she was like the only person who was proper nice to him. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a reason why she was like... There was a reason why no one's proper nice to him, and I'm surprised Lily was proper nice to him, but because Lily was a saint. Yes, because <laughs> Lily was the most lovely, lovely person that ever existed, and we need more Lily mm. in in the in this world right now um, to be preaching and to, to know more about Lily. We don't know enough about Lily. Yeah, it's one of the biggest grimes. And even when we tried to talk about Lily, there was so little for us to talk about that yeah. it is our most tangential episode of all time. Yeah, there, there was. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was. Although I think tonight, I think tonight might take the cake. Yeah. We've been talking for two hours, and I mean, we have covered like, some serious bases. Yeah, like I think how, 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 many, how many strikes against Snape have we gotten to now? I think I've missed some, oh, but we're on ten. Oh yeah, I feel like some of them are like two. That like could be two. I'm gonna get a ding sound effect, and every time we get to one, I'm just gonna put that in. Yeah, like, that sounds good. <laughs> Let, let's have a bell, and then the ending. I like that. Yeah, do that. Do that. I might actually listen. I might listen to this episode. <laughs> there's, there's a um, the first episode of Serious Disney is a it's several episodes and it's seven hours of them talking about Frozen, and they have a little bell that chimes every time you could have finished watching Frozen while listening to that discussion. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And, like, the thing is that they only come to that point in the discussion where they decide that they're going to do that in, like, the second to last of the episodes. So, like, you're hearing the ding go off and you don't know what it is and then, they like, you find out what it is and it just gets so much better. Yeah, you're like, ding, that was the ding. 
That is awesome. That's great. Uh, I love that that's probably going to be us. Um, unless you edit it this, this in a way that we... I'm, I'm sure that... Well, this this episode is definitely going to be two episodes. Yeah, I, I feel like... Because I still feel like there's more to touch on. Yes, yes. And it's already been... I think, that, I think there probably is more to touch on, but I have to start at 7 tomorrow morning and I'm working all the way through till 9. Yeah. And I mean 9 p.m., not 9 a.m. So I, I do have to wrap this up. Yeah, soon. so I think um, the last big thing that I would want to say is that Severus Snape would have been a Death Eater until the day he died, if not for the fact that Lily was killed. Or targeted. Yes, or targeted in any way, yes. Um, but even, like, if, like, Lily had survived the whole thing, like, mm. I think he would have, and, you know, if if by some <gasps> difference in circumstances, Voldemort had allowed Lily to live and James and Harry had died, Snape would have just gone straight back to Voldemort. You don't know. No, no, I can see him going straight to Lily and being like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened, and, like, trying to weasel his way in. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that, that's, now that James is out of the picture, I'm going to be really nice to her and see if she takes me in. Yeah, that was what I assumed his intentions were. Like, she was going to fall into his arms when her husband and son were killed. And mm, that's what he then, he then she'd kiss him with tongues and they would ha- they would live happily ever after. Yeah, that, I think that's what he thought anyway. Yeah, that was, his, that was what he thought was going to happen. But, like, if Lily had lived and Voldemort was still around... Like, he would have gone back to being a Death Eater because he genuinely hates so many different kinds of people. Yeah, like, that, the other part of it too is like, and I was like, why Why would this, this half-blood hate Muggle so much? But his dad was horrible. Mm. And his dad was the Muggle boy or Muggle? Yeah, it? his dad was Muggle. Muggle, yeah. yeah. So that's that's that logic. But then it's, it's just, yeah, I think he just assumed that once James and and baby Harry were out of the way, she would just fall into his arms and it would he'd be able to have the life that he wanted. Yeah. Always wanted. Which yeah. is be a Death Eater, still have muggle muggle born woman as wife. Yeah, we've got to bear in mind with the whole um fact that, you know, Snape was half blood, so was Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's, no, no, I, was, I was just trying to work out because Voldemort's yeah. got the thing of like his dad abandoned his mum mm. and that's why he doesn't like muggles. But I couldn't remember why Snape hated muggles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, part of that is also he found a group of people who accepted him, which is how many people become radical radicalized. Mm-hmm. And these people who really, really hated Muggleborns, but he was already he already hated them because he thought he was better than them. Mm. And it's always like chinless motherfuckers who always like the white supremacists are definitely not the best of us. It <laughs> is the thing. I think he thought he was better than Muggleborns because he was like, I'm not pure blood, but at least I'm not that. Yes, yeah. He was cl- like the half blood prince is him clinging yeah. to his like wiz- wizard ancestry. Yeah, his, his pure blood ancestry. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it's it, not yeah. so much that he, he thought he was great. He was like, I know I'm not great but I'm better than them. He yeah. was like the extent of that. And that's why he's, he was like, I hate him because, you know, people, if I hate them, then I'm thus slightly elevated. Yeah. People who have nothing remarkable about them mm-hmm. find hatred very appealing mm-hmm. because they can look at some as well. I don't have, you know, I don't have skills. I don't have talent. And he did have like, potions talent but like and he could have done very well but he was so obsessed with like being better than someone mm. that he singled out people to hate dude he tried to be better than lily and lily was better than him and he was like oh shit i do like the idea that lily actually taught him how to do potions good yeah. <laughs> well like yeah i like that idea lily potter not lily potter sorry lily evans mm-hmm. um at nine or ten years old mm. was either messing around with time in a localised area when she's opening and closing the flower, or she's doing, like, third or fourth year level magic at eight or not, like, somewhere between eight and ten. Yeah, yeah. Like, she was talented to begin with, mm-hmm. and he's, for a minute, is, like, so proud, because, like, you don't know about the wizarding world. I know something you don't know. And then when she learns, she's just like, oh, cool. And she starts doing stuff that's better than him. And he's mm-hmm. like, ah, shit. 
Yeah, the book thing was um, she would, like, fly as she um, came off the yeah, swing. The, the, Did she have that in the flower in the book she, as well? She had the flower. Mm. The flower was the first thing. No, the, the flying off the swing. swing yeah. And then Petunia's like, stop it, Mummy said you can't do that anymore. And she goes, come on, it's fine, it's just fun. And she picks up a flower and she's opening and closing the flower. Oh, okay. She localised time um, and or transfiguration of, not transfiguration, um, charm of some kind. Mm. Um, and then the flying is literal flying, which the only other person who has been able to do without a broom is Voldemort mm. that we know of. Yeah. So Lily is amazingly talented and Snake was like, oh, good, there's someone who, who knows less than me. I can be better than this person and they'll look up to me and think I'm amazing. And then she very swiftly surpassed him. Yeah, and then she very swiftly surpassed him, but he was like in this position where it's like she still kind of – thought he was cool mm. like she was still his friend he was like oh my god this person still looks at me and doesn't hate me mm. and they might not look up to me the way they used to but they still kind of look and there's that like vulnerable narcissist relationship and if they had actually got to a relationship it would have been he would constantly find a way to put her down so that she would always be looking up at him mm-hmm. and then mm. that would make him feel better about himself because it's like he's above someone she is ego boosting him um but eventually like if she's the headstrong person we're told that she is, she would have walked away eventually. Mm. Yes. Right. Snape um, was the worst. Yes. Yes. Yes, I think we can all agree that he was the worst. I think we can all agree he should have very firmly... Like, yes. I don't like Dumbledore much either. No, I should be accurate. I like Dumbledore because he's a horrible person. I don't think he's a good person. Yeah. I know he's a horrible person, but I actually like him because he's a horrible person. Yeah. So at the point yeah, no, I'll agree with we're that. in part two of this conversation because this will be the second episode. Part three of this conversation is like just us ragging on Dumbledore. Because yeah, I think we're going to have to have a Dumbledore episode, which is like why Dumbledore is actually horrible. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but why we love that he's horrible. Mm. He's unashamedly yes. horrible. Like he doesn't try and <laughs> – I don't want to get into this now because I've really got to go yes, to bed. Yeah, so do I. I'm the only one who's like, I'm going to start work too late today for the first time in forever because normally it's five in the morning. I'm supposed to start at one, but I'm starting at seven oh, because I've got so much fucking shit to do. That's a story behind that. Anyway, Dumbledore is unashamedly bad. He doesn't try and hide it, but it's also not made explicitly clear. It's basically just he is what he, he is. He doesn't try to hide it. was bad. Mm, sorry? He doesn't pretend that he's good. No, he doesn't pretend that he's good, but he doesn't pretend that he's bad. He just is. Just, he just makes decisions. Yeah, based on what he have just decided that he's fantastic. He's and just, he's not. He's true neutral. Yeah, he's not arguing with that either. Yeah, he's just true neutral. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's this true chaotic neutral well, because he will chaotic. just. Be he's just true neutral. He will do what he thinks he needs to do, and that's it. Uh, I think he's a. I think he's a little chaotic at times with the obscene sort of anyway we can talk yeah, about yeah, this so we'll have a proper proper Dumbledore episode which I feel, I feel like the way that I've said this it sounds like I'm in there but I never actually got put the green light that I'm in the Dumbledore episode so now I feel really bad and I'm just like <laughs> I injected myself into this I think with this being a sequel yeah <laughs> okay that makes sense I, I think that I think that we can take as read that you will join us okay beautiful yeah so basically takeaway message for me is that uh Snape is a horrible person he was a villain from the start he was meant to die a villain and I don't know why she bothered with the redemption arc for someone who was a narcissistic abusive manipulative asshole because she wanted to hang out with Alan Rickman <laughs> well, see, it's a bit, like, it also ties into the whole Dumbledore had a plan that no one knew about and that was like the only way she could be like this is the plan Dumbledore knew about by literally telling us the plan that Dumbledore knew about that Harry didn't know about mm. through a third person. And she, I reckon she was just like, I don't know who else, let's just make it Snape. Mm. <laughs> and then she had to give it a, give like Snape a reason to then double cross Voldemort. So she was like, uh, Snape loved Lily, the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think she just threw a bunch of stuff together and was like, ah, okay, that works. Yeah, it's like, I am obscenely yeah. rich at this point. Um, no one cares if this is garbage. Yeah, pretty much. So that people will line up hours before the stores close open to, to get to get my book. A teenage girl named Sophia will hand sew a, um, a pair of sl- a set of Slytherin robes, which she will later lend to her mum when she doesn't have a costume for a party. 
Yeah, well, maybe Alice will, will continually um, knit scarves in various Hogwarts house colours to give to people as gifts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the good so thing good. about both of those things is that we're not giving her any money. Well, no, I did actually buy, I did actually buy a Hufflepuff scarf, and I do when I go to Universal. Oh, yeah. I got the robes, and I get, like, a new Hufflepuff thing, and I, yeah, I, I do give her money. Yes. But she gave me a Vanna Lynch's Luna, and that makes me happy. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, there is no um, ethical consumption under capitalism, so you've just got to pick your own battles. Yeah, pretty much. (sighs) Okay, on that note, I've really got to go. All right. right. Um, (laughs) The usual... um, We will continue this. This is a TBD. Yes. No, not a TBD. TBC. TBC, yes. Yes. Uh, find me on Twitter, Raven Dorkholm, or on the Bronze Pick Media Twitter account. Uh, yeah. uh, um, sorry, you go ahead, Ray. No, that's okay. You can still find me on uh, Twitter. I don't really reply. Uh, it's easier to get me on Facebook on our Facebook page, but my Twitter is at Ray is a writer. And uh, you can probably find me on Instagram. You're more likely to get me there. Uh, why Alice, of course, or one word. Um, answer to the question, who's that on the podcast? Why Alice, of course. Yes. All right. Um, though all of those will be in the show notes. Uh, we would can I, really. Can I do the sign off? You can be part of the sign. We, yes. We, yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I've just never done it before. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, Mischief Managed. Mischief Managed. Mischief Managed. Turtles. Potter Nonsense is a production of Bronze Pig Media and is recorded in Queensland and South Australia. If you liked the show, please rate, review and subscribe so that others can find us. You can contact us on Twitter at Bronze Pig Media or by email at bronzepigmedia at gmail.com. Bronze Pig Media. Oink!